welcome to High Action. I'm Perry Smith. I'm Will Brom. I'm John Story, and together we're the New West Guitar Group. On today's episode, a special edition In the Woodshed with Perry Smith. A special thanks to our Patreon members and our sponsors who make this podcast possible. For more information on High Action and how you can get involved, please visit www.newwestguitar.com slash highaction. All right. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another special series in the woodshed. Uh, My name is Perry Smith, and uh, this is our second season. We're in on some bonus episodes. This is episode 50. I can't believe it of our second season. And starting on October... 12th, we're going to begin our third season. So we're really excited for that. Thank you for everyone who's been sticking with us. Um, Today, for In the Woodshed for this series, I'm going to be talking about um, a very interesting subject for me, and that is the legato technique when it comes to playing guitar, which essentially means not picking every note that you're playing. Um, This type of technique was... Uh, really kind of brought to the forefront of jazz guitar, I'd say, mainly by the great Jim Hall. Um, Certainly, uh, different players like Joe Pass and Wes Montgomery did a lot of hammer-ons and pull-offs and utilized certain types of legato technique, but Jim Hall, I feel like, was somebody that really kind of elevated that technique in a way that um, made his guitar phrasing more similar to how a lot of horn players might phrase in jazz. And that's really where the, the sort of the inspiration for the, the legato technique comes from. Uh, instead of playing, you know, a line like, you know, the, the legato technique m- might mean that you hammer on some of those notes. Like, and in a lot of ways that can be a little bit more swinging because it gives a little bit more emphasis to certain notes that you pick so things can sort of feel like they have more contrast and more life to them. Sometimes when I hear uh, guitar players that pick every single note, it doesn't sound as smooth and swinging to me. It sounds a little bit more like a, um, forgive this reference, but a little bit like a a machine gun kind of going off. Uh, And there are players that do that that I really enjoy too, like the great Pat Martino, of course, and George Benson picked a lot of notes primarily, and it sounds incredible. But when I hear guys like Jim Hall and Pat Metheny and Schofield and Frizzell, I hear a different kind of technique that like really, um, Peter Bernstein I put on that list, really kind of speaks to me and resonates with me. So I wanted to talk a little bit about how I've tried to approach playing a legato technique. Um, Okay, so there's a lot here. (laughs) I'd say the main thing that you have to be aware of is that your left hand really has to um, almost like dictate or lead a lot of the phrasing that you're doing. You want to think of your left hand kind of like the hammers on a piano. Um, when you're practicing to develop a legato technique, it can be a good idea to even just try playing without the right hand at all. 
So just using the left hand and, and kind of trying ideas like that sound like this. So taking the right hand away and just really over-exaggerating um, your articulation with the left hand. One of the things I noticed when I started doing that was I had to get used to lifting my first finger up. I never wanted to do that too much. I was always kind of leaving my first finger down as a way to root my hand. Um, but it's good to be able to lift that first finger up to be able to hammer down on it, just like any other hammer on your left hand. So again, those of you joining us on Patreon, uh, you can see me doing this, and it's a big benefit if you're trying to learn this technique. Um, I'll try a few more phrases where I'm not using the right hand at all, just the left hand. Here's a few phrases in uh, F minor. So like one, two, and two, three. hard. It's hard to really get the articulation that way. Obviously, you wouldn't play that way, but it's a really good way to practice. So now let's try another exercise for legato technique where you add in the right hand and then take away the right hand. So you're trying to kind of really focus on hearing the differences between when you're using the right hand and when you're not. Here we go. I'll do the same type of thing. One, two, one, two, three, four. I'll take it away. Add it in. Take it away. Add it in. Okay, so what that's doing is it's really making it clear to me, you know, where I'm lacking and how well I'm articulating with the left hand, right? This is one of the biggest parts of developing the legato technique or a legato technique is having the strength in your left hand to be able to play almost without your right hand. So to the extent that you can do that, it's going to really help out uh, your legato technique, so I, I really recommend working on that. Um, now let's talk about how to coordinate that with your right hand, because obviously, like I said, you'd never really try to play without using your right hand too in coordination with your left. So um, the whole point of the legato technique, like I said, is to not pick every note, to have there be more contrast in your lines, to have it feel more like the way a horn player might phrase when they're blowing their air through a horn. Um, and so one of the things that has helped me with my phrasing um, is I'll sort of take an approach with the right hand where if I'm uh, kind of 
ascending the guitar and my hand might be moving down the strings, meaning from the lower string to the higher string, I might predominantly use downstrokes. And then vice versa. If I'm going from the higher strings and my arm is moving back up toward me, I mean, my hand's moving back up toward me, I might predominantly use upstrokes. Now, it's not a hard and fast rule, but it's a way to kind of help, uh, you know, anchor in your phrasing because the biggest issue with legato technique is that your phrasing gets fucked up. Um, and, that, and so to the extent that you can have some concrete ways of phrasing, uh, it can really help you. Let me give you an, uh, an example. So like, I'm going to go up, uh, ascend, uh, like say in F minor, and I'm going to try to be using more downstrokes as I go from the lower strings down to the higher strings. As I went down, I kind of angled the pick the other way, and I started using more downstrokes. Okay, this is also, I think, referred to as like gravity picking, where you sort of use the pick... Um, you know, the downstrokes of the pick as you go physically down the guitar and upstrokes as you go physically up the guitar with your right hand. Uh, I'll try that again. A lot of upstrokes as I descend the guitar. A lot of downstrokes as I ascend the guitar. Okay, so that's one way to kind of practice developing the legato technique. Again, as you are ascending the guitar and your hand is moving down, doing a lot of downstrokes. As you are descending the guitar and your hand is moving back up towards you, doing a lot of upstrokes. Um, but ideally, you want to get to a place where you can kind of mix and match those uh, downstrokes and upstrokes without being uh, limited to whether you are ascending or descending the guitar. For example, ideas like this. Okay, so in that little uh, example I was doing there, I was mix and matching the upstrokes and downstrokes, and you almost get into like a figure eight pattern with your hand, and the best way I can describe working on that is, you know, something that the great Bruce Foreman told me one time, and he's like, you really have to hear the notes that way. You know, you, ultimately, as much as you work on these techniques between your right and your left hand, it's your ear, your ear that has to guide whether you want to play the, the note as a downstroke or an upstroke, or really if you want to even pick the note to begin with. Your ear kind of really has to guide you. So... This gets back to one of the, I think, most crucial parts of um, developing the legato technique, which is you have to hear like a horn player, right? This is sort of what it comes down to, is you're, you're trying to sound like Charlie Parker, you're trying to sound like Sonny Rollins, right, on the guitar. And you have to hear the language that way. So when I'm playing, you know... I'm not consciously choosing whether I'm going to pick 
a note or pick a note up or pick a note down. I'm really just trying to hear the phrase. And after a lot of years of um, kind of beating my head against the wall to get the guitar to sound the way I want, um, I'm starting to get into a zone where I'm like, okay, I, I feel like I can pull off some of the things that I'm hearing and the way I'm hearing it on the guitar. So, you know, if you're trying to develop a legato technique, um, that's, those are some of the biggest tips I can give you. Uh, little exercises can also work too, like playing um, scales in thirds. picking everything and really just trying to hammer those things on. Um, so I wish there was a clearer way I could uh, sort of describe the legato technique. Um, but just to review some of the main things, it's like you really want to over-exaggerate with your left hand when it comes to the articulation. Think of your left hand as like the hammers on a piano. And don't be afraid to lift that first finger too, okay? Try gravity picking with the right hand where you're picking down as you ascend the guitar and physically go down the instrument and you're picking up as you descend the guitar and physically come back up the, uh, up the strings, okay? Um, but above all, really try to hear the notes the way that you want them to be played. That's probably the process that takes the longest and, um, you know, to unpack that a little bit more, it might be worth doing a lot of transcribing of horn players and really just trying to record yourself and listen back and think, okay, well, that phrase doesn't sound the way I want it to. Why is that? Um, and then again, thinking of your picking as sometimes a figure eight model. Um, so you don't have to pick everything all you know, down up, down up, down up, down up, all alternate picking, you can kind of allow your right hand to sort of come in and out with the articulation. And again, for those of you that are joining on Patreon, you can see me doing this, but... technique I'm talking about. One last thing I'll, I'll mention is this concept of using three fingers per string. You can get a lot of um, sort of ideas generated with that, like if, especially if you're stretching your fingers, right? Like a stretching your first finger back a fret or stretching your second finger up a fret. Um, say you're using first finger, second, and fourth finger, right? You can, that's a triplet, right? Triplet, triplet get a lot of ideas going that way. That's part of a legato technique. Okay, so all those little things can kind of go a long way in sort of a, a developing a, a legato technique. Uh, I hope this helped. Please drop me some uh, comments on our Instagram about your experiences trying to develop a legato technique. And uh, we will see you very soon. 
with season three, but I think we have a couple more in the woodshed episodes from both John and Will. So hope you're enjoying these. See you guys for season three in a couple weeks. Take care. Mm-hmm.